First Person is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, who rejoice in the stories of changed lives through the power of Jesus Christ. Learn more at febc.org. I mean, I, I know where we end up, and I know the promises of Scripture. But there is a part of me that goes, I don't want the promises of Scripture to overshadow the feelings that somebody has when they experience the loss of losing one of their pets. Welcome to First Person and this week's guest, Mark Gregston, host of radio's Parenting Today's Teens. But it's not teens Mark will talk about in a moment, but rather experiencing and helping children cope with the death of a family pet. We'll get started with Mark after I remind you that our website is a great place to follow up on the interviews you hear on First Person. For instance, there's a link to the children's book we'll talk about with Mark, as well as links to his ministry to teens and their parents. Go to firstpersoninterview.com, follow those links. That's firstpersoninterview.com. Also, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Well, our guest is no stranger to me or many radio listeners. Parenting Today's Teens has been on radio for many years, and it has been my honor to co-host that program with Mark, who is also an author and the founder and executive director of Heartlight Ministries, which I hope you'll learn more about. But Mark has now written a unique book for children, and it deals with losing a treasured family pet. A topic, Mark, that we've never talked about until now. You know, I think you're absolutely right. Unless um, an animal dies within your family and um, and a a child experiences trauma and dealing with that and they become a teenager, we probably haven't talked about that. I mean, but we have. When you think about it. The amount of time that we have spent talking back and forth, staring at each other, I don't think I've stared at anybody uh, more other than my wife. Um, you know, it's well, been my wife, and then you're number two. Yeah, so. let me offer my sincere condolences for that. But uh, it's been a great honor to work with you, Mark, all these years on Parenting Today's Teens. For those who don't know about us, who maybe don't hear the program on their radio station, just a word about Parenting Today's Teens and Heartlight Ministries. Well, you know, Heartlight is a residential counseling center uh, that my wife and I started 30-plus years ago. And and I live with 65 high school kids that come from all over the country that are struggling, having a tough time. And so they live with us, and we work with them and their families and get them back home. And we've done that, so now we've had over 3,000 kids live with us. Uh, the other part of that is that 15 years ago, somebody suggested that we get on the radio. And that's when I first met Wayne as – as the voice that I got to sit across, and and um, that has been a wonderful marriage, uh, a radio marriage that that uh, we've been able to produce shows uh, that are now heard on over eighteen hundred outlets uh, across the world. And, yeah. and uh, who would think that that you know two gray hair guys would be <laughs> talking about teens and parents and all that, and and be helping families everywhere as a result. Well, you're the guy that knows your stuff. I just asked the questions. So, uh, Mark, you do have a ministry that is uh, nationwide. You speak in seminars around the country uh, consistently all over the country. You've written books about uh, helping parents raise teens in the, in the world that we live in today. But we're going to talk about something different today. We're going to talk about your newest book, which is unlike any book I've ever read before. And yes, mm. I did read it. It's not exactly my age grouping, but I did read it, Mark. <laughs> Uh, it's called Where's Stitch When You've Lost Your Best Furry Friend. This is a children's book that you've written. It really is. Uh, it's a children's book, uh, 
but it really has a, kind of a theological issue for me, and mm-hmm. and I can explain a little bit, but um, we've had 40-plus uh, years of the same lineage of dogs. I mean, we've mated them back and forth. They're all golden retrievers, and, and uh, we had four at one time, and three of them died. I mean, one was 19 years old, one got cancer, and the other one went into heat and ran off, and we never found her, and and so we were left with the last one, and that was Stitch. And so Stitch came into our home. We used to keep him in a kennel, and she has she became our third child. And um, <laughs> I mean, she went to work with me every day. She jumped up in my truck. We would throw the ball every day after. I spent more time. Um, I probably spent more time with this dog than I did with my kids growing up. Or I your mean, radio co-host. Yeah, I understand. That's sure. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, she became close. And, and you know, and then there was the day that she jumped up on the bed, and that was 10 years ago, and she slept in between Jan and I at our feet almost every night. And, and we became so close to this dog. It protected my wife when I was gone, and it was my best friend uh, that I got to be with all the time. And and uh, and then one day we ended up. She was acting a little bit funny, and I didn't know why. But that night she had a grand mal seizure, and the next morning the vet called me as I'm traveling to um, traveling to Nashville for an event, and he said, "Mark, we need to put her down." And I go, "You can't. I'll be back tomorrow. You got to wait." And he said, "He said I can't wait. I'm going to speak on behalf of Stitch." Uh, she's going to fail, and it's going to be a mess, and I need to go ahead and do it now. So I'm stuck on an airplane in at Dallas, <laughs> the Dallas airport. Oh, boy. I am, I am, I am sobbing. I can't even get up uh, over the loss of this animal, and and uh, that had become a child to us, and and um, and so I mean that that's how this whole thing started, and and so people started telling me, uh, well, she went to doggy heaven, and. And I thought, you know, that seem that sounds so trite to me. Or they say they she crossed the Rainbow Bridge, and I I don't even know what that is, you know, and I or, or much less where it is. And a good friend of mine, after his wife died, he said, I, I know she's in heaven, but I don't know where she is. And and I started thinking about I I I know we buried Stitch in our backyard, um, but I really don't know where she is, and. The whole idea was all these ideas that people are giving me and all these thoughts and comments, I, they were so trite compared to the extreme loss that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, I was feeling that, that I, 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 I was a little angered by it. And uh, so that's how this whole thing okay. started with So you wanted to help children especially uh, understand the death of a pet because and, and, it can be a traumatic experience. I remember growing up as a kid going through this and, and how deeply I felt it. And I, I've uh, seen you be so involved in the lives of parents and teenagers, but I've never seen you more vulnerable than when you're talking about Stitch. Oh, kills me. Yeah. I, I mean, it kills me. And and I and, and the reason I, I really wrote it for Chuck, because I think that kids need to talk about it a little bit more. I mean, most kids ages 1 through 12 are still in that concrete thinking stage. And and so the idea that a, where a dog's gone and it's buried and – I mean, they got to see a puppy, and now they're burying a dog from old age, and so it's it's God's way of showing us a full life, and 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 I think that's tough, and unless people talk about it, uh, then then it uh, it always kind of lingers. But but I think even more important than that, 
the, the, the message I wanted to get across to even parents and reading this to the kids, it's okay for us not to know everything. And we get this idea sometimes as Christians that we've got to know the answer to everything. I want kids to know that you'll never know everything. That nobody likes a know-it-all anyway. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> right. but I just go, there's some things that are unknown. I, I mean, Scripture talks about the secret things of God and uh and not that this is his biggest secret, where you know our dog's in heaven, but it it does show something about us always having to come up with an answer that I'm not so sure that there is an answer to that. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I really don't know. Well, we'll talk more about what you've done here and and the help that it is, and uh, we'll talk about the book itself. But uh, help me get to know Stitch better. How how did Stitch get her name? You know, it, I we had to stitch her up uh, when she was born. Um, uh, the umbilical cord that was attached to her, her mother bit it off, and um, and so she was sitting there with this gaping hole. And uh, if people know me, they know we have a lot of horses, and and with horses comes a lot of medicine, and and so I stitched her up, and uh, so I gave her some sedative and. You know, a topical sedative, and I stitched that hole up that was created, and and uh, so we just called her Stitch. That's okay. how we kind of recognized right. her from all the other dogs. Okay, and we're having this conversation. A lot of people are listening who aren't necessarily pet people. You may not be dog lovers, you know, but <laughs> yeah. this is an important conversation uh, for all of us, don't you think? I mean, especially those who know what it's like to have the trauma of losing uh, a member of the family. Many people describe their pets as members of the family. They are a member of. I mean, for us, it was. I mean, and and you know, I probably felt a little bit like that with all the other dogs that we had. But but I guarantee there's people out there that have felt this extreme loss, and it just gets kind of coated over and sloughed off um, by people that they don't pay any attention to it. And I I think it's extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, I deal I deal with kids, and and sometimes kids spin out of control. Uh, that that trigger that causes it is a death of an animal within their family. And so they kind of go off in another direction. And so I know it's important. And I know it's important for people my age. I mean, it, it was interesting to me that, that the book really came out of a meeting that I had with the producer of this show called Home and Garden uh, on the Hallmark Channel. And, uh, and they wanted me to bring Stitch to the home and garden um, event on TV. And I said I would do that, but she would have to fly first class. And the reason that they said they wanted her to come is because I was, they had talked about a book that I wrote and I dedicated the the book to my dog stitch. And they said, we'd never seen that before. And I said, well, I've run out of friends. Yeah. I only have two or three of them. And, and, uh, and so so they said, so the, their comment when they said, well, are you going to bring Stitch? I said, she just died two weeks ago. Oh, and huh. so when we got there, it was the producer, the director, and I sat during a lunch and just cried oh. over our dogs. And that's when they said, you need to write a book. Hmm. And I thought, well, not a whole book, but a children's book mm-hmm. that accurately depicts the feelings and thoughts that – all those things from puppy to the day she dies. And so the book even has a, 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 a an illustration of my wife, Jan, with Stitch on the table uh, where they put her down. And, and uh, so it's moving. It gets to talk about all those things, a full life of a dog. 
We'll continue talking with Mark in just a moment, but there's also information about Where's Stitch at FirstPersonInterview.com. I'm Ed Cannon. The Far East Broadcasting Company partners with First Person because we celebrate the stories of people everywhere who have given their lives to Christ and serve Him. Our broadcasters in 50 countries of the world hear stories every day of people whose lives are transformed by the gospel and who have faithfully been taught God's Word. In addition to First Person, I'm pleased that Wayne and I host a podcast, and we invite you to join us. Listen to Until All Have Heard at febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is Mark Gregston. Mark is the host of the radio show Parenting Today's Teens, founder, executive director of Heartlight Ministries, a residential counseling program for teens. He's a speaker and author. Now he's written a book called Where's Stitch? When You've Lost Your Best Furry Friend. This is something we don't talk about. And, uh, you know, parents sometimes struggle with how to talk to their kids when kids ask honest questions and when they have emotions. And the loss of a dog in a family can be an emotional time for all of us, including children. So what? Uh, tell me how you've counseled people through writing this book for kids. <laughs> You know, I, I tell them this, that I, I don't know where my dog is. I don't know where she is, but I know she's in my heart. Um, and, I, and I think that God gives us animals for that reason. I, in particular, dogs. It's man's best friend, and it was mine. And, and uh, I was able to hold her as a pup, and I was able to see her through her life. And I've done that with a number of dogs, and uh, that you get to see a full life. And there's something about seeing that that makes – uh, people understand the aging process and how to take care of animals in all stages, and I think that's where the connection begins to happen. And so when she leaves, I don't, I, I don't know where she is, but she's in my heart. And I think about her all the time when I see different things. When I see horses run, or I see a pond that somebody's throwing a rock across, or somebody throwing a ball, or you know I- any of those things, it reminds me of that dog. And and really at the core of it. But it, it it reminds me of God's goodness to to give us animals. I mean, Scripture says that man shall have dominion over all the animals, and uh, this dog had dominion over us. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she. We we were under her little finger and and our little little paw, but <laughs> but there was something that when she would listen, she would spend time. She never spoke even even a fool appears wise when they keep their mouth shut and and probably the <laughs> so wa- she was very wise very though, wise <laughs> but the companionship the, the doing things together i you know i would look in her eyes at times and people would say i was kind of sick but i always thought you know there's something more than just a bunch of chemical reactions happening within this animal and I see that with all animals. It's something more. And so it's it's got to be something special, God's purpose, to um, to help us know and, and find out more about him, I sure. believe. Well, he created them, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I, I've been in your home. I, I recall very vividly uh, seeing Stitch lie by the fire, uh, the fireplace. And uh, <laughs> that, that brings to mind the illustrations in your book. You mentioned it earlier with Jan. Yeah. But the illustrations are, are beautiful. They're, they're really nicely done. And I think... Uh, yeah. People of all ages, kids especially, really enjoy uh, leafing through this book and hearing the story and looking at the pictures. Well, we wanted to depict her well. Matter of fact, the cover of the book, how I wish I can show this on radio, but the cover of the book is a picture that I took of her the day she died. 
and uh, she was oh, in. Oh, I didn't in, know that. She was in my truck and and sitting just leaning across. You know, we were carrying on a conversation about something and. Uh, <laughs> And but all the pictures, um, there's a fellow by the name of Bill Kersey that is in Nashville, Tennessee. He did all the illustrations, and I, I, I just can't get over how much it looks just like Stitch uh, mm-hmm. on all these things. And and for you to be able to pick out a golden retriever amongst a pile of golden retrievers, I mean, it's it, it, that's the detail that he's given to this. But it's a wonderful book, and it and it, but it's full of animals as well. I. Hey, I always know that kids love seeing all the little squirrels and horses and cows and and dogs and llamas and you know lizards and all, all that other stuff. Uh, rabbits, they love seeing that, so they get to pick that out throughout the book as well. Yeah, what's with the uh, gallery of dogs in the middle of the book? Well, you know, it's kind of like a where's Waldo. I, I just <laughs> I I just had this thought of of saying where's Stitch out of all the dogs that are there. Uh, where is she? Well, all these dogs are either former dogs that we had or they're dogs of staff people that we have. Uh, and so it's kind of like a um, a wall of fame. Yeah, for there's all like these... 17 dogs uh, yeah, portrayed yeah. here on these two pages. So. Yeah, they're all special dogs. They either knew Stitch or are in the same lineage as Stitch. And uh, and so all of them hung out together. And, and of course, there's a couple there named molly that were really um california dogs but uh, but stitch knew them just because yeah. we talked I think about I know them all molly's the time. owners yeah, yeah. I, I think i know who molly belongs to there you go okay all right listen um why not uh, you know when, when as you're grieving the loss of someone like stitch why not just go out and get another puppy right away and what do you what's your philosophy of that you know i i, I think I, I think that's a good thing to do um I think it's a real good thing to do, but I think what it what it does sometimes it fills a void um, quickly, so you don't feel the pain of the loss. And there's something special about that. But I've also come to realize that living uh, life with loss makes you a little bit more resilient, uh, more sensitive, um, makes you a little bit more. Um, I don't even know the word real and genuine that instead of always filling those voids in your life, that it's okay to have that openness. God will fill those voids. I know, but there's a part of me that, that wants to go get another dog, but I haven't been able to do it. And, and the reason is, is because I, I feel like it's not that I feel like I'd be violating my relationship with stitch. There's just a part of it where we have this dog. I go, well, does it come to an end where you just quit having dogs because I know if I get the next dog and it lives another 13 years, that I'm going to be 80 years old when she dies, and I'm not going to be able to stand it. And I don't want to go through that when I'm 80 years old. I mean, no. I, I grieve this dog. No. And, and still to this day, when we talk about that day and everything else, I still tear up. It, it yeah. still gets me. So. And I understand why. Well, the bottom line on this is that you're helping all of us, children included, deal with loss. That's that's yeah. really the issue here, isn't it, Mark? It really is, that it's okay to have the feelings that you have with the loss of the animal because it teaches you about life. And and I think when we embrace the the hard things in life and the difficulties, that it does make us a little bit more resilient 
and and it doesn't have to make us cold. It just makes us more sensitive to those people around us when they experience loss as well. And so, mm-hmm. whether it's dog or a spouse or a grandpa or you know the the neighbor down the street or whatever it is, it's okay to talk about that stuff and not have all the answers. I'm not, and and that doesn't mean that I I don't think people go to heaven or I'm not saying that at no, all. I, of course, not. I mean I I know where we end up and I know the promises of Scripture. But there is a part of me that goes, I don't want the promises of Scripture to overshadow the feelings that somebody has when they experience the loss of losing one of their pets. Mm-hmm. Well, the book Wear Stitch has been out for just a short time, but are, have you gotten some reaction already? What are people saying? How are they responding? Well, it's amazing to me that that different people want it for their companies. They, um, you know, they, they <laughs> different supply houses, I, I mean... Uh, pet food stores we've had people come even the the manufacturer of the of the the medication that they give dogs to put them down wants to get it and and use it to distribute it and the whole point of it is nobody's ever said let's talk about this let's make sure we're talking about those things that that come across in life and let's not ignore them just by replacing them with something else yeah yeah uh you've uh You've written many books, Mark, and you know been distributed to thousands and thousands of people. Wouldn't it be something if this was the book that got the most uh, most attention of all everything you've done? <laughs> I know, done, huh? I know. I, I mean, with that, I'd I'd go build a mausoleum around where we have Stitch buried. <laughs> I mean, there's just a little tiny flag sticking out there now. I mean, if that ever happens, I'd you know I'd, I'd donate all the money to rescuing more dogs. I yeah. guess. Hey, one more thing. Um, you live with teenagers. Yeah. And these are teens that come to you because there are issues in their life, and they're many times very difficult issues. What yeah. part did Stitch play uh, in the therapy, so to speak, with the teens? Well, you know, there's just something about um, a dog's present that kids love on. And um, and, and I, I say that everybody has their favorite dog, but I think that Golden Retrievers are just a very loving dog. And I've always thought that that we would put – a golden retriever in each one of the houses that uh, so the kids can take care of it. The problem was we did that years and years ago and a kid got angry and took it out on one of my dogs. Oh, and, oh no. and I just said, I can't do that. I mean, right. really beat her up pretty good. And oh. so I, I, but I think it, it, it ushers in just like a rescue dog or a therapy dog. There is something about the presence of an animal that's different from us that doesn't say anything and just runs after us and wants to be with us and chases a ball in place. There's something very therapeutic about that. As a matter of fact, it, it says that if you have a dog, you live longer. Hmm. Even though the, the the loss of this one almost killed me, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, and maybe that's why I need another dog is that where I'll just live longer where we can keep doing radio. <laughs> There's no doubt the strong emotional attachment Mark felt for his dog Stitch has been felt by many, and that's why Mark's book touches on such a great need to go ahead and talk about the pain children and all of us feel when a pet dies. There will be additional information and a link to Mark Gregston's children's book, Wear Stitch, in our program notes, which you'll find at firstpersoninterview.com. Many of you have been praying for the ministries of both Mission Eurasia and the Far East Broadcasting Company, who are serving the people of Ukraine at this unique moment in history. Thank you for those prayers and support. FEBC has updated the latest news of its radio ministry in Ukraine, and you can follow it online at febc.org. As you read and watch the videos, you'll learn how to pray. Again, go to febc.org. 
Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening to First Person. <laughs>